decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts. This is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to your Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. I am your Squirrel, the host, coming to you from the ARN studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. Good to have you with us. It's Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. And this is Squirrel Chatter, a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the public reading of Scripture and secondarily to my thoughts on various topics of the day. And Squirrel Chatter is a proud member of the Christian Podcast Community. I encourage you to head on over to christianpodcastcommunity.org. Check out all the great curated podcasts that are over there. You are sure to find something worth listening to. I guarantee it or you double your money back. All right. Um, we are reading through the entire Bible in the Legacy Standard Bible Translation. And our scripture reading today is Jeremiah 37, 21, and 34, Psalm 79, and James 5. And then we're going to be finishing up our look at the Frankfurt Declaration, which is a very important uh, declaration that has just come out. We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. And so I encourage you to, uh, you can, if you, this is new to you, head back and listen to our discussion up until now and follow the link that's in the show notes to the Frankfurt Declaration. Give it a read through. It's an important declaration that uh, I would encourage you to consider signing. Um, I have signed it, as have many other uh, important people, many other, I'm not important. <laughs> But people like John MacArthur, Josh Bice, others have signed this. It's an important declaration, and I encourage you to to give it your consideration. All right. Well, let's jump in, as is our habit, with the Prayer of Confession from the 1552 Book of Common Prayer. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. And now our prayer for the reading of the word. Blessed Lord, who hast caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning, grant that we may in such wise hear them, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest them, that by patience and comfort of thy holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life, which thou hast given us in our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, and now Joshua chapter 37. Excuse me, Jeremiah 37. Joshua, we read Joshua months ago. Jeremiah 37. Now Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had made king in the land of Judah, reigned as king in place of Kanaiah, the son of Jehoiakim. But neither he nor his relatives, or neither he nor his servants, nor the people of the land listened to the words of Yahweh, which he spoke through Jeremiah the prophet. Yet Zedekiah sent 
Jehucal, the son of Shelemiah, and Zephaniah, the son of Maasiah, the priest, to Jeremiah the prophet, saying, Please pray to Yahweh, please pray to Yahweh on our... Oh. <laughs> My enunciation is horrible today. Please pray to... Please pray to Yahweh our God on our behalf. Now Jeremiah was still coming in and going out among the people. They had not yet put him in the prison. Meanwhile, Pharaoh's military force had come out from Egypt, and the Chaldeans who had been besieging Jerusalem heard the report about them, so they withdrew from Jerusalem. Then the word of Yahweh came to Jeremiah the prophet, saying, Thus says Yahweh the God of Israel, Thus you are to say to the king of Judah, who sent you to me to inquire of me, Behold, the military force of Pharaoh, which has come out for your assistance, is going to return to its own land of Egypt. The Chaldeans will also return and fight against this city, and they will capture it and burn it with fire. Thus says Yahweh, Do not deceive yourselves, saying the Chaldeans will surely go away from us, for they will not go. For even if you had struck down the entire military force of the Chaldeans, who were fighting against you, and there were only wounded men remaining among them, each man in his tent, they would rise up and burn the city with fire. Now it happened when the military force of the Chaldeans hath withdrawn from Jerusalem because of the military force of Pharaoh, that Jeremiah went out from Jerusalem to go to the land of Benjamin in order to obtain his portion of some property there among the people. Now it happened that while he was at the gate of Benjamin, the master of the guard, whose name was Irja, the son of Shelemiah, the son of Hananiah, was there. And he seized Jeremiah the prophet, saying, You are going over to the Chaldeans. But Jeremiah said, A lie, I am not going over to the Chaldeans. Yet he would not listen to him. So Irja seized Jeremiah and brought him to the officials. Then the officials were angry at Jeremiah and struck him, and they put him in jail in the house of Jonathan the scribe, because they had made that house into a prison. For Jeremiah had come into the pit, that is, the vaulted cell, and Jeremiah stayed there many days. Then King Zedekiah sent and took him out, and in his palace the king secretly asked him and said, Is there a word from Yahweh? And Jeremiah said, There is. Then he said, You will be given into the hand of the king of Babylon. Moreover, Jeremiah said to King Zedekiah, In what way have I sinned against you, or against your servants, or against this people, that you have put me in prison? Where then are your prophets who prophesied to you, saying, The king of Babylon will not come against you, or against this land? But now please listen, O my lord the king. Please let my supplication come before you. And do not make me return to the house of Jonathan the scribe, that I may not die there. Then King Zedekiah gave commandment, and they committed Jeremiah to the court of the guard, and gave him a loaf of bread daily from the baker's street, until all the bread in the city had come to an end. So Jeremiah remained in the court of the guard. Now chapter 21. The word which came to Jeremiah from Yahweh, when King Zedekiah sent him to Pashur, the son of Malkil. Kiljah, and Zephaniah the priest, the son of Maasaiah, saying, Please inquire of Yahweh on our behalf, for Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, is warring against us. Perhaps Yahweh will deal with us according to all his wonderful acts, so that the enemy will go up from us. 
Then Jeremiah said to them, Thus you shall say to Zedekiah, Thus says Yahweh, the God of Israel, Behold, I am about to turn back the weapons of war which are in your hands, with which you are warring against the king of Babylon and the Chaldeans who are besieging you outside the wall, and I will gather them into the center of the city. I myself will war against you with an outstretched arm and a strong arm, even in anger and wrath and great indignation. I will also strike down the inhabitants of this city, both man and beast. They will die of a great pestilence. Then afterwards, declares Yahweh, I will give over Zedekiah king of Judah and his servants and the people, even those who remain in this city from pestilence, the sword and the famine into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon and into the hand of their enemies and into the hand of those who seek their lives. And he will strike them down with the edge of the sword. He will not show pity on them or spare them nor have compassion. You shall also say to the people, Thus says Yahweh, Behold, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. He who inhabits this city will die by the sword and by famine and by pestilence. But he who goes out and falls away to the Chaldeans who are besieging you will live, and he will have his own life as spoil. For I have set my face against this city for evil and not for good, declares Yahweh. It will be given into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he will burn it with fire. Then say to the household of the king of Judah, Hear the word of Yahweh, O house of David. Thus says Yahweh, Render justice every morning, and deliver the, the person who has been robbed from the power of his oppressor, lest my wrath go forth like fire, and burn with none to extinguish it, because of the evil of their deeds. Behold, I am against you, O inhabitant of the valley, O rocky plain, declares Yahweh. You men who say, Who will come down against us, or who will enter into our dwelling places? But I will punish you according to the results of your deeds, declares Yahweh, and I will kindle a fire in its forest, that it may devour all its surroundings. And now chapter 34. The word which came to Jeremiah from Yahweh when Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon and all his military force, with all the kingdoms of the earth that were under his dominion, and all the peoples, were fighting against Jerusalem and against all its cities, saying, Thus says Yahweh the God of Israel, Go and speak to Zedekiah king of Judah, and say to him, Thus says Yahweh, Behold, I am giving this city into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he will burn it with fire, and you will not escape from his hand, for you will surely be seized and given into his hand, and you will see the king of Babylon eye to eye, and he will speak with you face to face, and you will go to Babylon." Yet hear the word of Yahweh, O Zedekiah, king of Judah. Thus says Yahweh concerning you, You will not die by the sword. You will die in peace. And as spices were burned for your fathers, the former kings who were before you, so they will burn spices for you. And they will lament for you. Alas, Lord, for I have spoken the word, declares Yahweh. Then Jeremiah the prophet spoke all these words to Zedekiah, king of Judah, in Jerusalem when the military force of the king of Babylon was fighting against Jerusalem and against all the cities of Judah that were left, that is, Lachish and Azekah, for they alone remained as fortified cities among the cities of Judah. The word which came to Jeremiah from Yahweh after Zedekiah had cut a covenant with all the people who were in Jerusalem to proclaim release to them, that each man should let his male slave go free and each man his female slave, a Hebrew man or a Hebrew woman, 
so that no one should enslave them, each being a Jew, his brother. And all the officials and all the people obeyed who had entered into the covenant that each man should let his male slave go free and each man his female slave, so that no one should enslave them any longer. They obeyed and let them go free. But afterwards they turned around and returned to themselves the male slaves and the female slaves who they had let go as free and subdued them to be male slaves and female slaves. Then the word of Yahweh came to Jeremiah from Yahweh, saying, Thus says Yahweh, the God of Israel, I cut a covenant with your fathers in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt from the house of slavery, saying, At the end of seven years, each of you shall let his Hebrew brother go who has been sold to you and has served you six years, and you shall let him go to be free from you. But your fathers did not obey me nor incline their ear to me. Although you recently you had turned and done what is right in my sight, each man proclaiming release to his neighbor, and you had cut a covenant before me in the house which is called by my name. Yet you turned and profaned my name, and each man returned to themselves, his male slave and each man his female slave, whom you had let go as free according to their desire, and you subdued them to be your male slaves and your female slaves. Therefore, thus says Yahweh, you have not obeyed me in proclaiming release each man to his brother and each man to his neighbor. Behold, I am proclaiming a release to you, declares Yahweh, to the sword, to pestilence, and to the famine. And I will make you a terror to all the kingdoms of the earth. And I will give the man, I will give the men who have trans, trespassed against my covenant, who have not established the words of the covenant which they cut with before me, when they cut the calf in two and passed between its parts, the officials of Judah and the officials of Jerusalem, the court officers and the priests and all the people of the land who passed between the parts of the calf. And I will give them into the hand of their enemies and into the hand of those who seek their life, and their dead bodies will be food for the birds of the sky and the beasts of the earth. And as for Zedekiah king of Judah and his officials, I will give them into the hand of their enemies and into the hand of those who seek their life, and into the hand of the military force of the king of Babylon, which has gone away from you. Behold, I am going to command, declares Yahweh, and I will cause them to return to this city, and they will fight against it and capture it and burn it with fire, and I will make the cities of Judah a desolation without inhabitant. Now Psalm 79. A Psalm of Asaph. O God, the nations have come into your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have laid Jerusalem in ruins. They have given the dead bodies of your slaves for food to the birds of the heavens and the flesh of your holy ones to the beasts of the earth. They have poured out their blood like water around Jerusalem, and there was no one to bury them. We have become a reproach to our neighbors, a mockery and derision to those around us. How long, O Yahweh, Will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath upon the nations which do not know you, and upon the kingdoms which do not call upon your name. For they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his abode. Do not remember our former iniquities against us. Let your compassions quickly approach us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of your name. And deliver us and atone for our sins for your name's sake. Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Let it be known among the nations before our eyes, Vengeance for the blood of your slaves which has been poured out. 
Let the groaning of the prisoner come before you. According to the greatness of your power, preserve those who are doomed to die. And return to our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom the reproach with which, you have been, which, with, with which they have reproached you, O Lord. But as for us, as for your people and the sheep of your pasture, we will give thanks to you forever. From generation to generation, we will recount your praise. And now James chapter 5. Come now, you rich, cry, howling over your miseries which are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted and your garments have become moth-eaten. Your gold and your silver have rusted, and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will consume your flesh like fire. You have stored up such treasures in the last days. Behold, the pay of the laborers who mowed your fields, that, that which has been withheld by you, cries out against you. And the outcries of those who did the harvesting have reached the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. You have lived luxuriously on the earth and lived in self-indulgence. You have fattened your hearts in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous man. He does not resist you. Therefore, be patient, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. Behold, the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the soil, being patient about it, until it receives the early and late rains. You too be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not groan, brothers, against one another, so that you yourselves may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing right at the door. As an example, brothers, of suffering and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we count those blessed who persevere. You have heard the, of the perseverance of Job and have seen the outcome of the Lord's dealings, that the Lord is full of compassion and is merciful. But above all, my brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no, no, so that you may not fall under judgment. Is anyone among you suffering? Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The effective prayer of a righteous man can accomplish much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. Then he prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. My brothers, if any among you strays from the truth and one turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. This is the word of the Lord. Now the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, 
and the life everlasting. Amen. And now the collect for grace. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings may be ordered by thy governance to do always that is righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, well, today is the final look at the Frankfurt Declaration, at least as far as reading the Declaration. We may talk about it again in the future, but I wanted to read through it and talk about what it said to you specifically. So we are now down to the, uh, the final words, the, the concluding remarks. And uh, the, the final words... Um, are entitled, A Call for Respect, Repentance, and Resistance. We commend and express our gratitude to those civil authorities who respect the essential nature of these Christian beliefs and practices and who have a high regard for individual and religious freedoms. To those civil authorities who have disregarded these freedoms, we call on you to repent and to become again the protectors of liberty and of the rights that God has given to all men, lest in the abuse of your God-given authority you become liable to God's wrath. To those who desire to compel us to obey the secular state rather than God, we respectfully but firmly say, like the three Hebrews who refused to worship Nebuchadnezzar's golden statue, we have no need to answer you in this matter. The God we serve is able to save us from you, and he will rescue us from your hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the idols you have set up. Daniel 3, 16 and 18. To our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world, we say, Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 1, 9. It appears that the world may well be entering a time of testing, not only for the church, but for everyone who believes in freedom and who opposes tyranny. Let us stand with those who are hard-pressed, arrested, or forcefully isolated because they have chosen to do what is right. Let us stand in solidarity with those whose churches are forcefully closed or who are exiled from their congregations. Let us help and support in practical ways those who are fined or have to forfeit their employment for the sake of Christ. And we ask our brothers and sisters who have lived under persecution all their lives to pray for us, that God would give us the grace to bless those who persecute us and to pray for them, that God would give us the courage to stand firm in our faith as his witnesses, and that he, who is Lord over all, would give us the strength to remain faithful and persevere to the end. Amen. So this is a call then to governments that are abusing their power, not fulfilling the mandate that they have from God, to repent and to once again become the protectors of liberty and the God-given rights that people have. And so this is a, something that needs to be uh, proclaimed to the state that would become an oppressor that they should repent, that they are going against the creator of heaven and earth, and they will answer to him for what they have done. 
And then there's the, the uh, quote from Daniel. This is the statement of defiance, the statement of resistance that the, uh, the three Hebrews had before they were cast into the fiery furnace by Nebuchadnezzar. We have no need to answer you in this matter. The God we serve is able to save us from you, and he will rescue us from your hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the idols you have set up. What a statement of faith that is, and that should be the faith of all Christians, that we will not worship the gods of this world. We will obey God. We will obey God rather than men. And if men punish us for this, our God is able to rescue us. Or he will take us home. Martyrdom is not new to the Christian faith. As I said yesterday, we were looking at the first 600 years of the uh, church at the class I was down in uh, Arkansas for. And the early years of that, all of the 100s and the 200s, so the 2nd and 3rd centuries, were full of persecution, where many had to give up their lives for the sake of the gospel. And of course, this began in New Testament times. You read the book of Acts. You know, we know that the apostle James was put to death. You know, Stephen was stoned. You know, then after the conclusion of the book of Acts, you know, Peter was crucified upside down. Paul was beheaded. Um, I believe of the 12 apostles, the only one who died a natural death was John. But according to you know, church history or tradition, um, as we know from Scripture, that he was exiled to the island of Patmos where he wrote Revelation. But we also know that, you know, church tradition tells us that he had actually been boiled in oil and survived. So who knows what kind of condition he was in when he finally died. He was the youngest of the 12 apostles, and he probably died somewhere in the late 90s A.D., the last of the apostles to live and the only one to, all that we know, the only one to die a natural death. But even then, he had been arrested, tortured, and exiled for his faith. So all of the apostles faced persecution for their belief, as did many in the early church. Um, there, there was a, one of the stories that we told, and, and I know Dr. White gave us the names, and they're probably in my notes, but this is, these were two deacons in the church during the Diocletian persecution, the last great persecution and the worst of the persecutions before the persecution in the Roman Empire ended, before uh, Christianity was no longer illegal. Two deacons had been picked up, and they were being asked where the scriptures were, because the Roman authorities were gathering and destroying the scriptures. 
And they said, well, we're deacons. Only the readers have the scriptures. And so the Roman official says, well, who are the readers? And they said, we are not traitors. Do with us as you will. And all we have is this little snippet of a court record from the Roman courts. That's how we know this story. That's how we know their names. And we don't have an account of their death, but certainly that's what happened to them for refusing to cooperate with the Roman authorities. God can rescue us from the hands of the government. But if he does not, we must still stand firm on our Christian faith. Are you ready to go to jail for Jesus? Are you ready to die for Jesus? If you're not, you need to examine your heart. Because that might very well be what we are called to do as we continue to look at the future that is before us. So consider these things. Consider the Frankfurt Declaration. I, I urge you to read through it. And again, I urge you to look at the scriptural proofs that are provided by the authors. Compare the scriptures with the, uh, with the Declaration. As we said yesterday, everything must be proven from the scriptures, either by, must be read therein or proven thereby, was the phrase that the 39 articles used. And that's a good phrase to keep in mind. So do search the scriptures and see if this declaration accurately reflects what scripture teaches. And if it does accurately reflect what scripture teaches, seriously consider signing it. I have signed it. I think it's an important document in our time. I think it needs to be much more widely disseminated and trumpeted out to the world. Um, I think copies of it should be sent to you know, your state senator, your governor, your, your representatives in Washington, and to the president. I would love to see the White House inundated with envelopes containing copies of the Frankfurt Declaration because we have many in our government who need to come to repentance and we have a message that needs to be proclaimed to those in power that their power came from God. Their power is delegated by God for a specific purpose and they are not to go beyond that purpose because they will answer to the God whose power and authority it is that they are using and or abusing. So pray for those in power, pray for those in authority, pray for their salvation, that they would come to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ, and that they would rule according to the mandates of God and not according to the dictates of men. All right, folks, have a great Tuesday. Remember to do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not do. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of the Lord. I'll see you again here tomorrow for another episode of Squirrel Chat. Take care. God bless.
Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster.